Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. The word nurse is a very powerful, it's a strong word. Because when you nurse something, you're giving your life blood to it. You're giving it life, you're feeding it. You're allowing it to grow and attach itself to you. You're nursing it. This is she nursed the grudge. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something leave, the sister-in-law leaves, the brother-in-law leaves, the cousins, the uncles, the aunts, the whole family leaves because mama's offended. We have to, as Pastor Jomo said last week, cast it off. We have to cast things off. We cannot carry offense. I want to talk about a man in the Bible today. His name is John the Baptist. And how John the Baptist lost his head because of an angry woman. We're going to read out of Mark chapter 6, verse 17. It says, For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had himself he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because Herodias. His brother Philip's wife, whom he married, which is a hot mess. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted him killed. But but she wasn't able to do it. Somebody say influence. First of all, it says that Herod, the husband, didn't want to put John in jail, but because of a nagging wife, he had him locked up. And then it says, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man, when Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. So it says Herod even liked to listen to him, knowing that he was a godly man, that God had his hands on John. He knew he was somebody that you just don't touch. But because of a nagging wife, I, I, I got to get her to stop. I got to appease her. I got to make her be quiet. Finally, the opportune time came. (laughs) Somebody say opportune time. (laughs) 
on his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, listen to this, ask me for anything you want. I will give it to you. And he promised her with an oath. An oath back then was a huge deal. That was law. That was, you know, your word is your bond. That was everything. With an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half the kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. Somebody say influence. At once, the girl hurried in to the king with the request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king greatly distressed, but because of his oath and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went beheaded John in prison and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl and she gave it to her mother. So this young girl was influenced by her mother at a time where she could have had an opportunity to change lives, potentially start outreach and give back to the community for, you know, an opportunity for great advancement. She had this opportunity. And because her mom, they said that she had an offense. Not only does it, the scripture say she had an offense, but it says she nursed a grudge. She nursed it. The word nurse is a very powerful, it's a strong word. Because when you nurse something, you're giving your life blood to it. You're giving it life, you're feeding it. You're allowing it to grow and attach itself to you. You're nursing it. This is, she nursed a grudge. When, when you're a woman, it's natural it's a natural instinct. The way God made us, the way we are constructed is to nurse and to care for. So when things attach to us, the enemy knows it's not going to attach itself the same way to your husband that it will to you. Because you have this net, we're designed like that, to nurse something. So when he can offend you, he knows when he puts it on you, you can spread it a lot differently than the guys can spread it because you take it personal. It's something personal to you. If you've ever been a woman and you picked up an infant that was being nursed, that was being breastfed, and you hold it like this, what does that infant start doing? And you're like, whoa, I ain't the one. <laughs> I had mine. But when we have offenses and it becomes a grudge, it, it, it attaches itself to you and, and you learn to carry that weight. It, it feels comfortable to you. 
Every night when her and her husband went to bed, it wasn't just her and her husband anymore. The baby grudge was right on the pillow next to them. Mm, I heard John said this today. Hmm. You feeding John good food? You shouldn't be feeding him anything. He's in prison. You shouldn't be feeding him anything. You know he hurt my feelings. If you loved me, you would take care of him for me. If you cared for me, Herod, if you just cared for me, you would deal with him. She nursed it. She fed it. How many people don't even want to have coffee with you? Because they don't want to have coffee with you and your grudge. You tell your girlfriend, meet me at Starbucks. Bring your grudge. I'll bring mine. It's growing big and strong. How many people don't want to come over your house because they don't want to have a conversation with you and your grudge? They're tired of it. How many family members don't want to be around you? How many people don't you want to be around? Because you know they've just they've had this grudge for such a long time. This grudge has grown teeth. This grudge is starting to talk. And the enemy loves to give us the opportune time for the baby to speak. What are you feeding today? What are you keeping alive? What are you allowing to attach itself to you? What are you allowing to put you in a box, this man-made box, because you can't let it go? It's too personal for you. The enemy loves the, say opportune time. Because the enemy loves this to, to just uncover you. And the enemy's goal in life is to kill, steal, destroy, soil your influence. And this is how he does it. Imagine if this girl grew up in a house where they didn't nurse a grudge, but they nursed a heart for the needy and the homeless. And they nursed a heart for the, the lost souls. And they had conversation at home about how, you know, if we only had the opportunity, if we only had the money, we could go out and feed the homeless and we could. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways. And it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. 
you simply enter the access code 101804. Again, the access code is 101804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. We could fix the injustices, and, and we could go out and take care of this, and we can help these people, and we could bring these people to Christ, and we could take these people and bring them to church. What if she was in that environment? What if that was the aroma, the fragrance that she carried? And when the king said, you could have, baby girl, you could have half the kingdom. You could have anything you want. And she would have been like, mom, today is the day. Today is what we've been waiting for. We could have half the kingdom. We could fix, we could help these people and we could feed these people and we could have ministry. We could have outreach. But the opportune time came and the mother said, the head. That's all I want. The head. I want to know, when you get the head of whatever it is you're trying to get the head of, will you be happy? And then once you get the head, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the head? You didn't like it on their shoulders, so you're definitely not going to look at it. Come on now. We're going to mount it on our wall. This is the pastor that I've taken down. This is the first church. This is the second one. Let's go upstairs. I'll show you all the family members and friends that have offended me over the years. I've personally taken them down myself. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have trophies of grudges and offenses. I don't want to have this. We've been having, we've been talking about the healing series with Pastor Jomo. You cannot get healed with this attached to you. There's no way you can receive healing with grudges and offenses attached to you. You have to drop it. That's not a real baby. It's not a real baby. That's the grudge. Some of you are like, she dropped the baby. I want to have trophies in my house of this is how many souls we saved. This is how many lives we've changed. How are you making a difference? If your life is but a vapor, how much time is a vapor? Think about it. You spray a can in the air and the vapor just disappears. How much time do you have? How much time are you wasting on offenses? We're going to have offense. Don't get me wrong. You will be offended. You could pray about it all you want to. Somebody will offend you again after this sermon is over with. But the difference is it doesn't have to take root. You don't have to live with it. You don't have to let it attach itself to your life. I, um, this 
sermon was very personal to me because I had a baby grudge about six years ago. And that baby was like, that, that baby was a doozy. And it started out right here in church with the godly, holy, holy woman of God. We were having a church meeting, and it was about, it was about 30 people in the room having a church meeting. We were so excited because ministry had just started. It might have been a year. Ministry might have been a year old, maybe two. And um, we were having a meeting. We were all sitting at a table. And this lady, y'all, she went in on me. And it was like, she was like a ninja with it. Because none of us were ready for it. We were all shocked. Because my girls was at the table. Like you, like, you guys are our family, literally. So when I call you friend, you are really my friend. And I'm really your friend. Like if somebody talk about you, we ain't having that. You might be wrong, but I'm going to defend you and then talk about you later. Like, girl, you know you was wrong, but I got your back. But you was wrong. So we were all at this, this boardroom table, and this lady is going in. This lady had even made copies, y'all, of stuff that she thought I had done wrong and was passing it out. And one of my girls just threw the paper on the floor. And I was like, okay, so she feeling what I'm feeling. And I was, like, paralyzed because, you know, if we were on the street, I could have just said what I wanted to say, and we had been done. Like, because I just say what I want to say, and then we good. I said what you said, what you had to say. I had to say what I had to say. I'm done. But because this was church, and I'm the pastor's wife now, I have a different responsibility. I have a different influence at this table. So I was like, I was paralyzed in the fact that I didn't want to say anything because I didn't trust what was going to come out of my mouth was going to be godly. So I just didn't say anything. And me not saying anything made it even worse. Like something was on me. This grudge, like it had already attached itself to me before we left the room, y'all. And all the women kind of like when the meeting was over, they kind of like congregated. You know how you congregate around your girl when something happened? Like, you okay? You good? I, we didn't expect that. I mean, what happened? Did something happen before the meeting? No, no. I didn't know this was going to happen like this. I'm shocked. I get in the car, y'all. Pastor Jomo, no. When we got in the car, that was not Pastor Jomo. That was Jomo. That was Mo. Because I went in on him. You were my husband. I'm supposed to be your wife. You let this lady go off on me in front of everybody at the meeting. You didn't defend me. You didn't have my back. Come on up, babe. You didn't have my back. You're supposed to be, <laughs> you were supposed to be my ride or die. If somebody would have done that to you, I would have been on them. But you didn't say nothing. You was like cool with it, huh? And as I'm saying it, I am crying, y'all. Like I, like, I was hurt. This grudge was like three months grown by the time we got to the car. Because I was like, I was going in on brother. I was like, look, this lady got to go. I know we in church. You're supposed to be a man of God, but it's going to be me or her. And she don't do what I do.
<laughs> yes. So now every time this lady does something, I'm saying, see, see, I told you, I told you she, she was no good. I told you you need to, you need to tell her to go. And, and it was guaranteed. It was like the enemy just was kept feeding me, kept feeding me because she was messing up so much. It was like, it was like Christmas. I was like, I see, see, I told you this chick, she got to go. And Jomo's like, we have to love her with the love of God. You can't be kicking people out of church because you don't like them. I started praying and asking God for some things. I started praying and asking God for some things, and God revealed to me in prayer that I had some issues. And he was telling me about this chick, and I was like, you know what? We're good. <laughs> Lord, I don't have a grudge. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Because what happens is, we have this grudge. It could be a family member that you had a grudge for since you was 12 years old, and you're now 40. So this weight, this not even, you don't even feel this no more. This is just natural for you. You know those baby carriers that they have now with the little back thing? You don't even feel it no more because you've gotten used to it. You've gotten used to feeding that bad boy. You've gotten used to the bites because it grew teeth and everything. It's about to graduate from high school. You good because you just you used to it. It's not until you drop the weight that you realize it was a weight. God is trying to talk to you about some things. God is trying to elevate you to another level. He's telling you to cast it off. He can't work anything out in you in any series. I don't care if it's healing, spiritual, whatever. If you are holding a grudge, if you're holding offenses against God's people, we're all God's children. Wisdom keys, I forgot them, y'all. <laughs> well, well, these are very self-explanatory. Wisdom key number one, you are an influencer. Proverbs 27 and 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. Wisdom key number two. You must let go so you can grow. You hear Pastor Jemmel saying this all the time. You must let go so you can grow. Proverbs 19 and 11 says, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook offense. Let it go. Number three, you must forgive again so you can live again. Leviticus 1918, don't seek revenge or carry a grudge against any of your people. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I am God. How many times in our lives have we been offended and we thought we were okay until somebody mentioned the name of the person? You thought you was good. You thought... Everything was okay. And then they start talking about it like it was yesterday. And then you get your blood pressure all wound up, and then you realize 
I'm still holding something inside about this person or this thing. It may not even be a person. It may be a thing. We need to pray and ask God to reveal to us whatever it is that may be on our lives, in our lives, that have attached itself to us, that's holding us back. We have to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. We need to revitalize some things, redeem some things in our lives so that we can get all that God has for us in this life, so we can do his work. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.